guys, and welcome to the podcast. It's Josh, your favorite spiritual best friend, ready to tell you guys why your chart has you thriving and sometimes just simply surviving. We are going to talk about birth charts, the moon, how they're connected, and why Mercury in retrograde simply just sucks for everyone. And boy, does it suck. We are all going to chat and maybe figure out why some signs are better than others, depending on the day. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to your spiritual best friend. I am your host Josh Sanchez and man I am here with Jennifer all the way from Arizona. Jennifer tell everybody how are you doing? I'm doing amazing Josh. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah so with with this podcast Jennifer we're gonna talk a little bit about everything because I know we mentioned a little bit about like your astrology chart. We are in Sagittarius season and I will say that you are the first Sagittarius that I've been kind enough to interview um so we're going to talk a little bit about about that we're going to talk about work we're going to talk about relationships all that fun stuff so my first question for you jennifer is what direction would you like to start our conversation with would you like to talk about work first would you like to talk about spirituality first what are you feeling to talk about first oh that's that's a good question I'm honored to be the first Sagittarius on your podcast, to be honest. Like, it's my season. I love it. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Where do you feel you want to start? I'm I'm open. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm willing to start off with just talking about work a little bit. So, my first question for you is, when it comes to work and stuff, what are some passions that you have, and what do you do for a living? That's, That's a great question. So just a little bit about my background. Um, I was a private banker for over a decade and two years ago made a shift to get into coaching. So I'm a life coach and I work mostly with moms who are overwhelmed, exhausted, but it gives me a chance to really help people on a deeper level. So I used to manage money, which is makes a big difference in people's lives. But this doing what I do now, I get to help people on a, a much deeper level and it impact, impacts like their whole whole life you know so for moms i really feel like once you can kind of like get right in your own self you know kind of really tuning into your own heart and you get into balance like that impacts everything you know your kids how you show up at work how you interact in the community like you have more love to give so you 
kind of spread that out and it has this huge ripple effect. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's what I do. Um, I lead retreats also, and I do Akashic readings for people, which is kind of on that spirituality realm. I don't, are you familiar with the Akashic records at all? Uh, no, 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 I'm not. But if you're willing to share about that too, as well, <laughs> I'm, I'm all ears. I'm willing to listen. All right. So the Akashic records is, this is going to sound a little out there, um, but it's, it's basically, it's that space in like the quantum field. It's a living record of every soul, every thought, feeling, emotion, action. So it's kind of like, think of it like the Google, like the Google database of the universe. And so when I access that for clients, like I tap into what their souls, like the bigger purpose of why they're here on this earth and um, any information that their, their guides, their loved ones on the other side, their higher self has to share with them to kind of help them on their next path, you know, their next step of their mm -hmm. journey or to kind of clear up some old blocks and things that are just kind of hanging out that they just, even with all the inner work, they can't seem to like move past. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As I was hearing your answer, um, cause I mean, I study a lot of psychology and stuff and, and that's definitely good too. You're able to, I like, it's not just like with psychology, but also like spirituality too. Like, um, I would probably say over the course of like the past, like two years for me, like I've talked a lot more to like my ancestors. I just, I feel them. I feel their presence more, you know, and, and like with movies and stuff, a lot of people feel like, Oh, like that's definitely like weird and strange, but no, like it's like your past generations, like everybody, there's like a deeper meaning and, and people are always connecting to each other. So as I'm hearing you describe that, I was, I'm just remembering like uh, an incident where like, I was like talking to my grandfather a little bit about like a block that I was dealing with when it comes to like school and managing money and all that stuff. And, yeah. and yeah, like that really helped me. Like, and I like the term spirituality as well. And it kind of connects everything together. Like spirituality. I, I like to define it as like a term that like you get to understand yourself more. So it's when a person you understand, like, what is it that you like? What is it that you don't like? How does your body react to things physically, mentally, everything to understand yourself. So as I'm hearing you describe that helping clients um, and also like I know you switched from being a banker and stuff. My next question for you is like, uh, what led to that change? Like, did you just wake up one day and was just like, yeah, like I need to like change what I'm doing or is it just, you know, just a spare in the moment? Like what led to that change? Is it ever that is it ever that simple? Like the light switch <laughs> goes on. Um, so I had I was married and kind of in this career, which I loved, but it was really, I worked a lot of hours, um, had small kids. So I went through this big life change. Like a lot of things weren't kind of working. You talked about like, you know, kind of feeling in your body what's right and what's not. I was ignoring a lot of those subtle signs that I needed to make some changes and I didn't. And so the universe kind of made those for me. So I ended up getting a divorce. I got, um, laid off and it kind of led me down this path of, you know, what the, what the heck do I want to do with my life? Like, why am I really here? You know, I can keep doing what I'm doing and go down the same path or I can open up to see what else is there. And I think that's part of the Sagittarian in me too, is like, okay, what's the next adventure? Um, but that sort of led me down this path of trying to rediscover who I am, what I love, like 
you know, kind of going back to when I was a kid, like one of the things that I really loved to do, you know, how, how did I naturally play? You know, what are those, what are the things that brought me so much joy or I could like lose my time and try and revisit those a little bit. And kind of that's what sort of like led me slowly helped me to sort of open up, I think more. And you said it, you know, really well, like the spirituality, it's, it's really that connection to something bigger than yourself. You know, it's that feeling you get when you lay out at night and you look up at a sky full of stars, you stand by the ocean and it's just endless. Right. Um, yeah. So it, it took a lot of like my house had to burn down kind of a feeling, <laughs> you know, but then you get a chance to rebuild it. So oh, yeah, that yeah. the question. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that was a great answer by the way too. And, and just hearing like your journey, like you said, sometimes man, that just needs to happen. Sometimes like you're going down this path and like, you don't really see an end to it. And then all of a sudden the universe just comes and it's just like, yeah, like we're just going to reset everything. So I will say, I will say power to you for being so open to that change. Cause I know a lot of people struggle with change and, and they struggle with getting out of their comfort zone. So the fact that you're able to overcome all those obstacles redirect your passions and redirect where you want to go and now you still are you're very successful now and you're still going that way power to you for that i just wanted to um as i was hearing your story i just wanted to provide a lot of validation when it comes to that because that is definitely hard and i i will say i really appreciate you sharing that as well because i know that definitely must have been like a lot to overcome at that time period um, but my next question for you is, I know you said that you recently, like you changed directions and stuff. What's some advice that you would give to someone that is looking for a career change or that is not happy with their job and wants to take a new direction and a new step? Because like I mentioned, like change is definitely very, it's a lot to deal with. So what's some advice that you would give to somebody? Change is hard. Change is really hard, you know, but that's one of the only constants in life. Things are always changing, right? Um, so advice, I think it depends on where someone's at in their life, where they would start. With a lot of the clients that I work with, there's a spectrum. So sometimes people are just like, they, they feel they need to change, but they feel stuck. And so it's taking small steps to start to um, really tune back into their joy and what kind of tune into their own energy. And, and I don't mean that necessarily in like the spiritual sense, but it's just like your physical energy, you know, have you ever like done a task and you're just like, ugh, like just even the thought of it just like drags you down. Like you don't want to do it. And then there's things where you think about it and you're just, it just lights you up. Right. So a early step for a lot of people is just starting to listen to that again. Like, notice the signs in your body like hey when i am you know speaking in front of groups or when i'm researching this topic i really lose track of time and i really feel this like surge of energy and this optimism and start to do more of that as like a very very first step and um the more you do that the more you just start to kind of feel into like this this feels good i want to do more of this and and you open up to possibilities and it's almost like sending a subconscious like you know wish to the universe if you will saying like 
I really want to do more of this. And then you'll start to see opportunities come your way. For people that are further down the path where they're at that breaking point and they're really ready to make a change, I usually invite them into sort of a visioning exercise where taking a few moments to really either write down, you know, what it is you want to do. What do you, you know, kind of throwing out like all the responsibilities, the like just sit in this moment for a minute and like, what do you, what do you really want to do? What are the things that you, what's the life that you want to create? And then imagining that, because if you can imagine that and feel into it, then it kind of gives you that little bit of an internal push to be like, okay, I can make this change because I know what's on the other side is better than where I'm at right now. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely it does. And as I was hearing that, like I'm nodding my head. I'm like, yeah, like I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, and I, I don't know if there's like a famous saying, but like I know from like what I've done, like with my own psychology work and like working with like my friends and stuff. Um, like, like you mentioned, like jotting down like your ideal like vision, like what is it that like you really are passionate about? What are some things that you really like to do? There, it's more meaning. Like when you say something instead of just writing and in, instead of like writing it down, like it means more when you write something down because now that's set in stone. Set in stone. And what ends up happening is like that ends up getting manifested into the universe, like you said, and and you start to realize, oh, wow, opportunities are starting to come because I was able to take that first step and jotting stuff down and like speaking it into the universe, you know, Um, so as so as I was hearing you say that, I was just like, yeah, like I'm 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 definitely understanding. Um, Yeah, there's a not to interrupt you real quick, but there's a there's an author. He writes he um, name of the book. The book's called Getting Things Done. The author's name is David Allen. So it's like a it's a book you see in corporate world, the corporate world quite a bit. But there's one concept that he uses that really I, I think kind of blends the the spirituality aspect with like the real um, physical world that we live in. He talks about the color red. He's speaking to like a group of people and he says, you know, look around the room, see if you notice anything and that stands out to you. And then he starts talking about the color red. He says, now, now that I've mentioned the color red to you, now look around and see how much red you see. And really it's just, we bring our attention and our awareness to something. So when you write it down, it's like, now you're looking for it. You know, whereas opposed to like, not physically putting it down or speaking it out, like you're, like now you have a conscious attention on it. You know, it's like Christmas season is coming and you start seeing like, Christmas trees everywhere and hearing Christmas music and you know you're just really much more focused on it yeah and 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 I completely agree because especially if you like really thinking about it if you do work and if you're in like a relationship or if you have kids or like if you're doing so many other things you tend to get distracted and lost into like your actual like real passions you know unless you are doing something that you're really happy with so like what you said like it helps bring attention to that it helps like like you said like the color red you see you're more aware now of the color red as like an example now Mm -hmm. if you translate that to work you're doing something that you're passionate about now you're starting to see things that relate to your passions and feel things so yeah as i was definitely hearing you describe that i was like yeah like that was another really great answer and i will say like for the people that are listening that that was some really great advice to hear and stuff like that 
So continuing a little bit when it comes to like your life coaching and, and all that stuff. So like, what are some like exercises that you really like to do with your clients? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, so one of the, one of the biggest things with my clients has to do with stress management and like being able to be in the moment. So helping somebody to ground and, um, like control their own body. So one of the things that I always say is like your breath is the most powerful weapon that you have that we don't always utilize. So when you're feeling stressed, like as a, as a mom, sometimes your kids can like really push your buttons, you know, and it's easy when you're in that state of like frustration to react and not always in the best way. Same with like, you know, if you're driving in the car or you're standing in like the line at the grocery store and somebody's just being rude, like you can feel your stress levels rise. And so I have people do, um, I call it the five, five, seven breath. And where you inhale to the count of five, you hold it for five seconds and then you exhale slowly to the count of seven. And you repeat that for a couple minutes. And what it does is it physically like slows your, slows your breathing down, but it also starts to slow your heart rate and it moves you from that stress response where you're in that fight or flight mode and you just, you react versus like it, you're not thinking clearly anymore. And it moves you into this state of more of a relaxed mode where you can actually, your brain comes back online and you can re, you can respond to something rather than react. And this has so many applications, like it's perfect in the moment, but then also when you're feeling really stuck in life and like, you've ever had like those decisions where you're just like, I can't, I just can't think clearly. I can't really know which way to go. Like talking about career change, right? That's another place where people are just like, I just don't know what to do. So spending some time, just like a few minutes, just like deep breathing and consciously slowing your breath. Like suddenly like your brain is able to think clearer so you can have a clearer, um, oftentimes like clarity comes or you just feel calmer. You're able to respond to something and see the bigger picture. So that's one. Um, the other thing I really love is like bioenergetic shaking. And this is like, cause I think a lot of, you know, we tend to store emotions in our body. Our society doesn't allow us, allow isn't the right word. The society doesn't like, um, it's not always good to show emotions, right? Like don't want to be too happy. You don't want to be too like angry. Like, and especially men, I think struggle with this too. And so our bodies like hold on to that emotion. Like that emotion is just energy in motion, you know? And so if we don't let it out, like it gets stuck in our bodies. And so having somebody like physically move their body, like shaking their hands, shaking their legs, like spending a minute or two doing that. Dancing is a really good one, but just really kind of bringing you back into your physical body. And like, those are two things that I think anybody can do. Um, yeah, those are those are two really powerful exercises that can really shift, really shift your perspective. It can kind of help move you from stuck to unstuck. It can help you move from stressed to not as stressed, you know, a more relaxed state, and kind of help you start to um, process things a little bit better. Oh yeah, I I, I completely agree. As and and breathing, breathe any breathing technique 
10 out of 10 recommend and i and that's really cool i didn't really hear about the like i didn't really like before our conversation like shaking your body and stuff i didn't really know that would be really cool that's definitely something i'm gonna try and i'll definitely will i'll message you like on another time and just let you know like hey like it actually like worked and stuff and i also agree with your point that a lot of men definitely do struggle with communicating their feelings and their emotions um like before I went to individual therapy and I've done a little bit of group therapy as well. Um, I, it's definitely something that men struggle with. I know from my personal experience as well, like just really struggling with communicating like your emotions. Cause like society norms, you know, when, if men were to do that, they're viewed as weak, you know, or they, they, they're viewed at like, they're supposed to handle the household and stuff like that. So I definitely think now there's starting to be more of a shift and there definitely needs to be more, programs like that especially for men and also for women as well but men in general because society has always taught men to just suck it up and do it you know so that was a really um spot on answer and i do completely agree with you with the breathing with the breathing exercises those are all great because like you said it focuses on you focus on like the present moment Cause mm-hmm. like with anxieties, we tend to fear a lot about the past and also about the future a lot. So then you end up losing yourself in that present moment. So like you said, like with the breathing techniques, being able to just hit that reset button and breathe. So those are that that's definitely a great exercise as well. Um, so for my next question, so I know you mentioned a lot about like your own personal work and helping people and your passions and your shift to that new career path and power to you for that. My next question for you is, so when it comes to yourself, I know helping others can definitely be, because it's a lot of emotional work for you. So what are some things that you do for yourself to really just hit that reset button and get yourself in that right mindset to help people? Because I know self-care is definitely a very important thing, especially with helping with people. Yeah, yeah, it can be, it can be emotionally draining sometimes, you know, because when you're in a coaching session, it's similar to therapy where sometimes like some heavy emotion comes up and gets moved out. And it's a lot to, so for me, like taking care of my own energy is like my biggest priority. So recognizing for myself, like when I'm starting to feel drained or when I'm starting to feel tired, you know, really paying attention to what I eat too. Um, There's certain foods I know that when I eat them, like they just make me feel tired versus some that just really help boost my energy. So like really taking care of my physical body. I'm a runner too. So like running for me is like clears my head. It kind of moves everything through me. Um, and dancing, like I will go, I live in Arizona, so it's nice year round, but like I'll go barefoot outside and like just dance in the sunshine. Cause like being out in the sun and in nature has such a, for me, has such a healing, calming effect that it just kind of brings me back down to earth, (laughs) so to speak. Um, But yeah, just really taking care of myself and prioritizing that as much as I can and noticing like your body sends you loud signals sometimes when like it's out of balance, but starting to pay, paying attention to like the subtle signals that it sends before, you know, it's like the, the quiet whispers versus like the loud megaphone and trying to follow what my body needs so that I'm always trying to stay in balance. Did that answer your question? Yeah, it did. did, Yeah. Cause I know you talked about, about like being like one with nature and stuff, because again, like spirituality, like I mentioned, it's all about 
understanding like yourself more and stuff because i i also know like definitely like eventually being a career where it's where we have to like help people a lot you know self-care is definitely important so hearing that like, like that you take time to like dance you take time to run like that really just helps you because everybody's different some people they like to sit back and eat some food you know or have like great foods and stuff some people like to run like you said so those are all things that you need that your body needs in order for you to like really just like understand yourself more and like hit that reset button mm -hmm. so continuing a little bit i know we talked a lot about work we talked about self-care we talked about all that fun stuff so when it comes to your chart so i was going to connect this a little bit and then we'll transition to relationship advice and all that fun stuff so you are a Sagittarius sun, you have a Cancer moon, um, your Mercury. So I always have the six signs I know a lot of is your rising sign. So your rising sign is like who you appear to others, like first impressions. And yours is a Scorpio. So you come off to people as very like emotionally intense. Um, and I can definitely see that because like you're a life <laughs> coach, like you did a whole like career change. And now yeah. like you're still like. You're like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready for the next punch. So like Scorpios are definitely like intense in that way. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> your son is in Sagittarius. So like you said, very like free going with the flow, free spirited, free minded. That that's what makes a lot of sense. Cancer moon. That's definitely like your need to like take care of people. Um, so like cancer is cancers are like the universal mother sign and Capricorns are like the universal father sign. So cancers like like to take care of people that definitely makes sense as to why like your career is that way and your moon sign is like the planet of your emotions so mm -hmm. how you react emotionally and stuff to things cancer so that that's that's good for you your mercury sign is your communication so it's how you communicate to people and and that so your mercury is in scorpio so like you tend to communicate with people just like sort of like your, your rising sign, like very like intense, deep, meaningful conversation. Um, and this leads me to my next question. So when it comes to like your communication and style, like your communication style and stuff, has there ever been a time where like you have like bumped heads with like clients and stuff? Like how would you handle that situation if like you and your client were just not really agreeing communication wise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of like opposites in my chart. It's it, it's interesting. Um, so when it comes to communication, I have a, when I was younger, if I disagreed with somebody or kind of bumped heads with somebody, like, like I can like dig my heels in and really hold firm. But as I've gotten older, I think my natural curiosity, and that's more the Sagittarian comes through where it's like asking more questions. Okay. So if you have a point that I very much disagree with. Tell me more about that. And like, just really try and uncover and kind of get on their map, so to speak of like, what, why do you have that viewpoint? You know, what, what is it without judgment? So yeah, when I was younger, I was very much like, I had a boyfriend at one time that was like, you have an overdeveloped sense of revenge, you know, just this like very strong willed, but as I gotten older, it's more softer. Um, and I think that's like where the cancer moon has really been, um, you know, kind of tapping more into that and how it blends with the Scorpio energy in my chart is, um, in the work that I do now, it's it enables me to hold those emotions in like the very deep 
conversations. You know, like my cancer moon is in my eighth house, which is a house that's ruled by Scorpio. And Scorpio is like, I live in Arizona. So scorpions, we deal with scorpions and they are fascinating creatures, but they are so scary. <laughs> you know, like they hide in like the darkest corners, like, and you can see them if you shine a black light on them. And I think the Scorpio energy is very much like that. Like, it's like sh they hide in the depths. They're not afraid of like the deep waters, the, the topics that most people shy away from and being able to hold those in an emotional space for people to kind of dive in. And like, that's, yeah, like th that's how I kind of balance everything in my, the, the two energies in my chart. If that makes sense. Oh, oh yeah, it definitely does. And, and, and I'm, I'm a Taurus and I have a, I have a Capricorn moon. So, so like I have a lot of friends with Scorpios cause Tauruses and Scorpios are sister signs yep. and, and yeah, trust me, like, uh, like, uh, like last month for like this podcast, just to put it in perspective, like I probably did about like 10 interviews because I know so many Scorpios and stuff. And as you were describing it, I completely agree. All my conversations with Scorpios are usually about like very like deep, convoluted topics and controversial right. <laughs> topics and stuff. Cause I mean, yep. yeah, like it's that purpose of talking about deep, meaningful stuff. So mm -hmm. yeah, as, as I'm hearing you describe that, I'm like, yeah, I completely understand and where, where you're coming from in that regard. And for someone that has so many Scorpio friends, I, I completely agree. And there's um, a sting. There can be a sting sometimes for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, def definitely. And, and shout out to, to the Scorpios that are listening. You guys are great. <laughs> yeah. So transitioning a little bit to relationships and stuff, I know your Venus, your Venus is the planet of love um, and like your love language and stuff. So your Venus is in Capricorn and stuff. So I know with that, I actually have a couple friends that have Venus in Capricorn. So correct me if I'm wrong, but te technically I know when the Venus and Capricorn are definitely attracted towards people that have a plan, um, people that are reliable and dependable. Um, cause I know with, I mean, everybody can be reliable and dependable, but Capricorns tend to take it to another level in terms of like their career. They really want to establish their career first and then take care of like themselves and self-care and stuff like that. So Capricorn energy is very just like reliable, stable, practical, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but when it comes to like relationships and stuff, and this leads me to my question, like what are some qualities that you are attracted towards for your ideal partner or even for friends as well, like friendships or relationship? Um, it's so funny as you're talking about, I haven't studied my Venus sign much, but it's funny as you're talking about that, like I was married to an engineer for 15 years, like super stable, very much like, you know, engineer <laughs> type. <laughs> Very Capricorn energy. Um, yeah, you know, I, it's funny. I think I tend to, my, my, as far as relationships go from like romantic relationships to friendships, like they're very diverse. Um, it's very diverse. I think that's, that's the Sagittarian energy very mm -hmm. much so of like wanting to learn about the world and other people and like, and the ones that I tend to be attracted to the most are either from a romantic standpoint are either very grounded or very much the opposite, you know, like the, like the, the fun outgoing, but then also like when somebody has like a very, when they're very stable, you know, they've got that stable career like that, that is, I'm attracted to that too. 
so yeah i don't know like when i look at my friendships they're very very diverse like all over the place like (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like my taste in music where it's like you know everything from classical and country to you know um hip-hop and art like it's just like all over the board right Mm -hmm. yeah Okay, I got you. Yeah. So what? So when it comes to like, uh, I would probably say like when it comes to like qualities in like an ideal partner, like what are some like qualities that you like you look for? So like, like personality wise, or even just like, just, you know, like, you know, how people just do certain things, you know, that just, that just, it's just right, you know, it just feels right, you know, so like, what are some like qualities that like you, you really like, are looking for in a relationship? like in a partnership with somebody, um, someone that's open-minded, you know, so they're, they're curious, they're good listeners. I spend a lot of time listening to people. So it's nice to like have someone listen to me. Um, someone who loves to be outdoors and isn't afraid of adventure like that to me is, you know, if, if they're willing to go, you know, on the spur of the moment, you know, trip to the coast or like hop on a plane last minute, like, that is something that's really appealing to me. Um, but also somebody that likes is okay with just like staying home and cooking, you know, they have that good balance. I think those are the really, that's the really important thing for me is that balance and that open-mindedness and curiosity and a zest for life. You know, I think so many people kind of get in this, like I've met people that are very focused on like, they have a very closed approach to life. Like, I don't know how else to describe that, but nothing wrong with that. Just like for me, I need someone that's more willing to be more, explore more and be open-minded and curious and not so like rigid in their thinking. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely does. Cause I know like a, a lot of people tend to be like closed minded. So like, as I'm hearing like your answer and stuff, like, cause I mean, people get, into their world right they're in like their bubble they're getting into their comfort zone and stuff so what i'm hearing is like you really want people to like be able to step out of their comfort zone some sometimes you know have an open mind to things because like you said like life is consistently changing you're not always gonna have to be and you're not always gonna be in this bubble you know so yeah and as i'm hearing you describe it like that definitely makes a lot of sense as well and that's a lot of like that sagittarius energy you know like being able to be open to all the possibilities because you never know some things may change like you said like you've done a career for x amount of years like probably like 15 20 years you know and then all of a sudden you switch it up and now you're doing something else you know so being able to being able to keep an open mind and adjust as well that's definitely something and it does make a lot of sense especially from like from how like you're describing your journey and your own story and stuff so that's what i took from your answer and i definitely think that was a really spot on answer so to have a little fun real quick, I, I usually always ask this people this question. So when it comes to like turnoffs on a first date, like for me, for me, like a turnoff for me is <laughs> I would probably say like if I hand someone the aux cord, it's just like a little thing for me. Like I hand someone the aux cord and depending on what they play is definitely like a turnoff for me because music is very spiritual, you know, so we got to be yeah. able to connect that way. Yep. Um, so what are some turnoffs for you? So let's say someone does this on the first date. You're not having a second. You're not having a second date. I'd say the biggest turnoff on a first date. There, there's a couple 
so one of one is like if they're rude to like the wait staff or like I spent years as a, a waitress, you know, in a cocktail. So it's like if they're rude to the the people that are helping to serve them in any way, shape, or form, like that's an immediate, you know, or they're condescending in any way. That's a huge red flag. The other thing is like after a first date, if if they immediately like I don't want to say fall in love, but it's like they're just suddenly infatuated. You know, it's like they're they're texting all the time. Like I went on a first date with this guy um, a couple years ago, and it, and we had a really intense conversation for a first date. Like, and and then after that, he was like, you know, I can see us being together, and I want to take. I mean, he just it, it was like too much. It's like for me, it's like let's just take it at an easy pace and you know, get to know each other. But yeah, I think those are like the two things where it's like, I will run so fast. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I, I completely agree. Like, I mean, some people, they move very like this. It's just too much too soon. You know, like we literally just had a first date, like, and, and they're ready to like walk down the aisle almost, you know, it's like, or they're talking about like, you know, can you meet my family? It's like, no, 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 no. I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you and stuff like that. So and that's definitely funny. And, and I'm definitely sorry that you had to experience that as well. Cause I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of just weirdos out there. Um, but for, for my last question, when it comes to relationships, um, my last question for you is, so I know we talked about turnoffs. We talked about like qualities that you're looking for. Um, what's some advice that you would give, let's say like a young woman or also even a young man, you know, that's just starting to get into relationships. What's some advice that you would give to them? Trust your gut. Always trust your gut. Like that first instinct you have, like any, um, like the, sometimes you'll have like, like a nagging, like others, oh, he's a great guy, but there's just like this one thing that you're just like, eh, I can get past that. You know, those things like become the things that, you know, are huge issues later. So like, listen to that first, first instinct, that first, just, just trust your gut. And like that first thing that comes before you start to rationalize it and, you know, let the, um, all the, the love hormones take over, like just trust that initial, gut reaction that you have because there's there's truth in that okay i will say that was another spot on answer trust your gut trust your intuition that's that's a big thing that i always like to tell people as well and i completely agree um so before we wrap up everything i have all my guests usually the last question of the podcast um come on so i always read i just read your i always google everyone's sun and moon and this website called the horoscope.co it usually it combines your sun and moon and gives like a little reading um so i'm gonna read yours a little bit and as i'm reading yours Tell me, tell me a little bit and tell everybody a little bit. Um, how are you feeling towards it? So you are a Sagittarius sun and a Cancer moon. So it says a social personality keen to learn from life lessons. The Sagittarius sun Cancer moon personality is open to change and accumulates wisdom through experiences. Positives for your sun and moon combination. Practical, appreciative and charismatic. Negatives can be a little bit careless, a little bit brutal. Uh, perfect partner, someone who appreciates their dreamy and easygoing nature. Word of advice, uh, practice mindfulness and try to understand what triggers your temper. So 
as I read that, your positives, negatives, perfect partner, and advice, and all that fun stuff, um, what are some things that are going through your mind? I'm just nodding my head and laughing because it's so spot on. You know, it's that outgoing, but then, you know, I can be, I can be careless and kind of blunt sometimes, but what's really shifted that for me is that mindfulness and like really paying attention to what my triggers are and, and being mindful of them. So yeah, like I'd say it was like pretty spot on. Okay. I got you. Yeah, and, and I will say Jennifer, I had a great time recording this podcast with you. Where can everybody follow you on social media and also um, tell everybody a little bit about like your life coaching where can people find you on that as well? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on Instagram at vibrant mama. And I have my own podcast called Magic Mondays, um, where we kind of just talk about, you know, how to find that magic in life and kind of tune into your own inner guidance. And for coaching, my website is www.vibrantlifebyjennifer.com. But, you know, someone can find me on Instagram, just send me a DM there, and I'll be happy to connect. Okay. Yeah. yeah, And sounds good. And all the links will be on the show description as well, but I had a great time, Jennifer, and please stay safe over there in Arizona. All right. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. It was wonderful. All right. Take care.